You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly Martin, and this is episode 105. Now, firstly, I'd like to apologise if there's a little bit of a noise on this one. My housemate's making lunch, and I've tried to turn the background noise down. So I hope you don't hear it, it doesn't disturb you too much. Now, today I'm answering a request from a follower of my Facebook page on a topic that they are struggling with. So I'm going to talk about suicidal thoughts and how this pandemic, the lockdown measures, the social distancing, and any type of life crisis can exacerbate those who have suicidal thoughts and how to handle them at this time. Now before I begin, I want to highlight that I'm I'm not an expert. I'm I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So I ask that any advice I give, do remember this, please. However, I am someone who has suffered from intense anxiety in my life. I've had panic attacks and many episodes of debilitating depression. In fact, this past few weeks, as we edge deeper into social distancing, even as lockdown measures in my country and the UK lift. My own mental health has been a a bit of a struggle. Like many of you listening, I've had suicidal thoughts in my past. I've met many rock bottoms. And I've felt the awful sensation and, and deep feelings of what's the point many times. And I really get suicidal thoughts. I understand why people have suicidal thoughts, especially during this pandemic. 2020s felt like a really hard year for many people. And I see so many people who are stressed and struggling with relationships, the changes happening and and a loss of identity. My own suicidal thoughts in the past have have come at at the same time as a feeling of failure, uh, loss and grief from losing loved ones, feeling isolated, rejected, different to other people, job losses, depression. It it really sucks. It really does. But it also has a, a reason for being. Depression is when the weight of the world is bearing down on us. 
often because we have a, a heightened, unmet expectations for life and and or a lot of conditioning that crushed our value and our, our sense of worth in childhood and beyond. And this isn't always the case because some people have a biological predisposition to this depression. Could be an imbalance, could be chemical, hormonal, or other drugs we may be taking that, that may be having an effect on our sense of self, value, and who we are. So don't automatically think that it's all conditioning. Sometimes we just need to reach out to someone qualified and see if we need that imbalance correcting. Now, I'm not against using drugs for mental health issues. I'm not pro-drugs either. I think that we do need to do what works. And if this means getting that kind of help, I say consider it. One of the hardest things this difficult 2020 has brought to many is the sense of isolation. For some, like me, it's emphasised how much my normal life is quite isolating. Because as we lift measures in the UK and, and people join what our government is calling bubbles of family and friends, I have no bubbles to join. My family are too far away and my friends don't drive and, and may not want to go on public transport yet, as they are a drive away. And if I wanted to make new friends, it would be pretty hard with social distancing measures in place and specific bu bubbles being created, along with having to wear a mask. In the beginning, the lockdown felt a bit scary. It also felt a bit invigorating. The change, the new, you know, the sense of eek, what's going to happen next? It's, it's like excitement bordering on anxiety at the same time. But as time has gone on, I think many have just become worn down by it. When we have nobody but ourselves for company, it can be very easy to fall into a black hole. To overthink things, to worry more. To focus on other health issues because we have the lack of distractions we are used to. And it could be very easy just to give up. But I'm here to ask you not to give up. And why shouldn't you give up? Because when suicidal thoughts arise, we can head for a breakthrough instead of a breakdown, if we continue on. What depression does is it, it highlights the old stories that are no longer working for us. It repeats the old worth, lack of value stories. And it leaves us with little in our lives that is working or we perceive as working. Because we're so focused on what's not. Now watching a psychologist called Jordan Peterson last night on YouTube, I liked what he said about getting through depression. Instead of, of focusing on what you think is working in a positive sense, what you've accomplished in your life, which 
let's be frank, doesn't always work when depressed. He said, take time to look at courage. Ask yourself where you have shown courage in your life. And to me, this is a really good marker for turning around what's happening. Now, I've said in my blog in the past that making a list of things we are grateful for doesn't always work. In fact, sometimes it can make me feel worse if I'm depressed. At one point, I did something that helped shift my perspective in a way that amused me some. I, I wrote ingratitude lists. I wrote a list of things I wasn't grateful for. Because what it did was it left my head, my thinking mind, and it was objectified onto paper. But to look at our courage, this takes us into a new place. Now, I could look at my life in the normal focus on what you've succeeded in way and I'd probably just cower in the corner during depression because my mindset can take me down some really dark failure routes. But if I focus on where I have shown courage, this is a whole different bowl game. For example... I showed courage when I tried to resuscitate my grandmother at age 16. She died, but I was still courageous in what I did. I showed courage showing up to school every day, not in tears, after the headmistress told me I was an embarrassment to the school. I was very courageous to do that at age seven. I showed courage to enter social groups when I knew fine well that the people were rejecting me. I showed up anyway. I showed courage when I left university and I travelled around Australia alone for a year. I showed courage when I, when I left my parents' home to live where I do now. And I, I showed courage when I comforted my mum and sister for three months when my father died, even though inside I was literally dying. I showed courage when I tried different business ideas, even if they didn't continue on and my mind told me they were a failure. I still took a deep leap of faith. I did them anyway. Even when the failure story was playing inside my mind, I showed courage. And I show courage daily when I set healthy boundaries for myself and I speak my truth. My courage is immense. And I imagine that because I can find courageous examples, you can too. Even in the depths of depression... If you are reading this on the transcript or you're listening on the podcast, you showed courage by showing up for you. You wanted to hear or read support or understanding on what you are experiencing. Your courage leads you to well-being. You have already chosen life. 
this takes great courage, especially when you're inside a really dark hole. Now, to go into more of what Jordan Peterson has also said, now, he is a psychologist who has suffered with depression from the age of 13, and it runs in his family. Like many, he understands that depression feels as if your entire family have all died at once and you feel this heavy weight inside of you every single day. And I can definitely relate to this. What Peterson says about people with anxiety and depression is it doesn't matter so much if they go to bed at the same time each evening, but waking up at a consistent hour is a necessity. Anxiety and depression cannot be easily treated if the sufferer has an unpredictable daily routine. The systems that mediate negative emotion are tightly tied to the proper cyclical circadian rhythms. At the moment, I'm going through what I call just like a low grade of depression. It's not a heavy dark one, it's just continuous. It's not really heavy because I'm using tools and my own mental health medicine box that I use to cope. And one of these things is, like Jordan said, keeping to a specific waking up time. I don't lie in. I guess I always tend to get up at least before 9am generally around 7am. My own toolbox for depression, my ways of preventing my own suicidal thoughts are firstly, well, as Jordan said, keeping to a, a consistent hour on waking and for me going to sleep. I go to sleep around 10pm. I find many who are depressed often sleep longer and, and often go to bed late, often in the middle of the night. So much of the, the waking daylight hours are halved. And if you do this, consider setting your alarm earlier, even if you feel you can't do it. Do it anyway. The earlier you get up, in time, the earlier you'll go to bed too because your natural body's ready for bed. You get back into a rhythm. So you get a good level of sleep. I also take time out to rest during the day. Now, not sleep. I, I don't go to sleep. I just rest. I lay on my back. I sit in a comfy chair. I give myself some love and attention or I listen to music or do meditation. And I do exercise, and I know exercise when you're depressed is really tough, and it's resisted. But much like the timing of, of waking and sleeping, making sure I do a daily walk, which is probably around 20 to 45 minutes a day, depending on how I'm feeling, or some indoor exercise, even if it's short, it kickstarts my day, even when the mind is low, like it can be right now for me. Now, if the suicidal thoughts are very loud for me, or for you, give yourself a time limit on them. 
instead of staying with them for a long, long time, set an alarm and tell yourself, okay, if we're going to think like this, I will give you five minutes to really go there. And what you may find is the actual time limit confuses your mind. And you find it hard to find those thoughts again. It's like, it's like the negative story is suddenly being watched. And this makes the mind a tad uncomfortable. And if you can, look at your diet. Try to keep a diet of food that does not give you constant blood sugar surges like carbohydrates, um, sugar, coffee, all the stuff they tell you not to eat. And I understand you may want comfort food. And for me, sugar is my go-to. But again, we can limit this. We can allow some of it in, but increase our, our protein intake so we are fuller and more satisfied for longer. I also recommend to reduce or give up alcohol. Alcohol is naturally a depressant. If you have an addiction, please do go to somewhere like Alcoholics Anonymous and, and get support to come off it. My uncle was an alcoholic. He drank most of the day, even having it for breakfast. He had problems with his legs and liver disease. He was a good man really kind, but he let the weight of job losses and a relationship challenges take him down. He didn't commit suicide, but he had a slow suicide in his relationship with alcohol. So please get help. You may think alcohol switches off the pain story, but you know deep down it's only temporary. And the same goes if you're addicted to other drugs be it legal or illegal, get help. Substance addiction is not just something you can come off easily. And human support is necessary often. Now, aside from the diet, listening to music helps. And I know that when you are at the darkest point, even music's painful. So choose your music wisely. You probably feel worse from listening to upbeat, happy songs with happy lyrics and unhappy songs. But if you manage to find some maybe instrumental music that just has a, a steady rhythmic beat like tribal drums or something regular, this can steady you and also help balance your brain if you listen to it on headphones. And aside from this kind of leisure activities, also routine is really important and establishing order. If you're lacking order because of depression, for example, your home is a mess, everything's out of place, there's a lot of clutter, you feel unsatisfied and unfilled because you never get to finish the tasks you set for yourself. It could be work-related, personal, or household-related. Creating some order will help clear your mind. Again, if you feel resistant to this, set a timer. 
Say to yourself, I will give myself 10 minutes to tidy this one corner of this room. Or 10 minutes to check my financial budget. And you can stop when the timer is up, if you feel the need to. But you may find that you naturally want to continue once you begin. Now, one of the things that really helped me for a very long time, and I've used many times, is nature. If you are alone and isolated, take time to relate to your local natural environment. I don't see hardly anyone. My housemate is my only companion and is the only regular person I have spoken to since March. And often I really yearn for friends, so I take myself out for a walk or I sit in the garden and I focus on the wildlife out there. I connect to nature. The more I'm able to be present with that, the easier my mind becomes. And it seems the peacefulness of nature just helps anyway. And I also found reading books helps, which you can do out in nature too, in your garden. For me, the real lifesaver when I was in my really darkest time was a book called The Mindful Way Through Depression. But you may also benefit from a small book that I co-authored called Emerging Proud Through Suicide. The other authors in this book, they've all had experience of suicide. Some have attempted it more than once, but they understand how to transform your mindset when you're in this place. And for those of you considering suicide at this moment, please go online to get help or phone your local suicide helpline like Samaritans. Now, if you think, what's the point? Perhaps just think instead, what have I got to lose? And in all honesty, you'll realise you lose nothing from just talking to someone. This pandemic will end. Social distancing may continue for some time. It's not the end of the world being isolated. It might feel like that. It's hard. It's painful. But it won't be forever. In the meantime, all you can do is follow what I've spoken about today or find your own methods. Get help if needed. I understand when depressed we don't want to reach out. We often feel like a burden, especially to friends or family. This is why now there are so many options out there from local groups to online services from online counselling, there are mental health apps, there are even mental health and counselling texting services so you can talk to someone via text. And remember not to watch too much news or stay on social media for too long. There is a lot of pain out there and negativity and you don't need to add to your own by seeing it in others. Focus on you for now. You matter and you are important. 
we no longer need to be alone during this challenging time. And I hope this has helped you if you're feeling suicidal. I want you to know that you're not alone and there are probably millions of people around the world today thinking the way that you're thinking. And there are also millions who have thought like you were thinking right now and they've come through it. They've got through it. There has been a light at the end of the dark tunnel. It doesn't have to be the end for you. I'm sending you my love and thanks for listening to this episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you've got a question or a topic you are struggling with, and would like me to answer on an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and the not good enough voice is screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including book one, When Everyone Shines But You. And don't forget, you can also support me via my channel, via my podcast page on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk, where you can donate via PayPal, or you can even just buy me a coffee via Coffee. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.